Well, welcome to another episode of On the Line. My name is Christina Kay. And I'm Joe Mullings, and uh, we're riding solo today. Yeah, it's just the two of us. Isn't that nice? It is nice. Nobody else to distract us from each other. Or to talk over, yeah. Right. <laughs> So Joe and I are going to talk about our upcoming trip to Florence. That's right. But not to make anyone jealous, but just to talk about uh, what I can expect on my first sort of big business trip with my boss. I don't want to be your boss. My buddy. There you go. Me and my buddy going to Florence. Right. I'm going on a trip to one of the most romantic cities in the world. With my buddy. With my buddy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've never taken a trip like this before, and I was wondering if there were any sort of do's and don'ts or things you need to know before you take a sort of big, expensive trip for your company. Interesting question, because I never really thought about it. I do probably 150, 160,000 miles a year domestically, not even internationally. So it's become second nature for me. So let's look at the agenda first. The agenda is we're flying out of Miami, connecting through Barcelona, and then ultimately getting to Florence on Tuesday. We've got media shoots on Wednesday. Thursday, we're on site in this super high-tech facility in Pisa and Florence. Then doing dinner with the client and some of the support team there. And then Friday, probably documenting more of them and then heading back home via Barcelona and then back to Miami. So that's our agenda. And you're not allowed to check luggage, by the way. It's all carry-on. Yeah? Yeah. You didn't know that yet? I didn't tell you? Well, it's going to be hard to do, but we'll figure this out, I guess. I'm only kidding. I prefer you to only, but we're bringing camera gear, so it's going to be hard for you. It's going to be hard. Yeah, I have a lot of gear, but I also don't know what to bring. I mean, we've this has been a discussion in the office, but I I have to get a business suit. I've never owned one. I don't. I'm actually going out with a... With Joe's wife, Lynn, today, she's going to help me buy a business suit because I'm definitely 30 years old and uh, should have done this already. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to pack, what to wear, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate. I don't – I'm just, like, sort of in the dark. Yeah. yeah. So, look, it's a uniform, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, it's a uniform. When I go train jujitsu, I wear a gi. Uh, when I show up at the office, I'm business casual. When I go visit a client in San Fran – it's jeans and a blazer. When I visit a client in Cambridge in Boston, it's a suit without a tie. Uh, depending on the client, some clients get pissed when I show up with a jacket. Um, we're going to be in Italy. So, and what's the weather, right? So a pantsuit's always a good go-to, right? You'll rock it either way. Um, but it's it's good because it's good for hot weather, cold weather, easy to travel in. Um, don't have to shave your legs, right? <laughs> Good point, Joe. I'm glad you're thinking about those things because I certainly am. So, yeah, you know, I I think using the trip to Florence as an example, right? We're only there for four days. A guy can get away with a lot. A guy can put in two pairs of jeans if you're in Italy. Two pairs of really high-end jeans, three shirts. If you want to really swing it, wear a blazer, pack a blazer. Um, A good pair of brown shoes cover jeans um, and many colors, right? So only one brown belt, one pair of brown shoes, and you're good to go. And then a pair of sneakers if you want to train and exercise. So that's what I mean. I could pack a very small carry-on with a briefcase, and I'm good to go. It's a little different for a woman, though. Right. So should I be preparing 
for the possibility of an elegant evening out? Should I be preparing for the possibility of, you know, heavy lifting and, and lots of shooting and being on my feet all day? What are, What are the sort of different terrains that I would cover, but anyone in general would cover? Right. So good question. And, and you, you know, you're throwing triple duty here, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got the travel gear to worry about. You've got pretty sophisticated camera gear to worry about because you're being a stud because you're not bringing any of the other crew with you, even though they were all lobbying for it. Right. Um, so you're, 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 and you're one of the business leads in the company developing the pre-crew efforts for the organization. Um, and then you're going to have to switch into your superwoman gear for a, you know, a dinner out. But the cool thing about clients, they know you're traveling. They're not expecting you to, you know, doll it up. Uh, and I mean that respectfully, doll it up as a guy, doll it up as a girl. Uh, and you know, go back to the hotel, shift into comfy cause we're in Florence and go do dinner with, um, you know, a very, very large, uh, sophisticated multinational organization who's behind this, but they know the dance and that's the beautiful thing about it. Mm-hmm. What would be different if we were going to say a conference? Uh, number one thing on conferences, shoes. I'm not kidding you. Shoes, really good shoes to walk with. You mean comfortable? Real, like really comfortable shoes. Not stilettos. You mean like? <laughs> well, some people, got, I see a lot of females rock stilettos at the conferences. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure I'd look good in the red slingbacks. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe Florence is the city to test that out in. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think it's open. Right. The Europeans, you know, laissez-faire, although that's French. <laughs> but the the conferences, you're walking all day long, right? Where's the conference? Like, I just got back from San Fran, and that's really laid-back conference. Uh, if you were in Chicago in the wintertime, that's a totally different feel, totally different vibe of a conference. Uh, we were in Denver. Here's the bummer. It was really cold in Denver by Florida comparison. Yeah. They didn't have coat check at the Denver convention center. No coat check. What do you do then? So what you do is the second day of the convention, you freeze your tail off walking all the way downtown because hmm. you don't want to schlep around a jacket. Mm-hmm. Right. Sort of bums you out. And the Europeans were there lost their mind because they're, Majority of them are really good dressers. Uh-huh. So they had these killer jackets they weren't able to sport. So mm-hmm. it was a bummer for them. So I was also wondering, I don't wear high heels because a lot of my industry is, you know, lifting heavy gear and, and moving around and being in sort of uncomfortable positions with a camera. But how important is that for women now? Do women need to invest in those kinds of things? Because it seems it's impractical from in my opinion, but I'm sort of a tomboy. Are, are those things important? You know, I don't know. It's interesting because I've seen flats and I've seen heels, quite large or high heels, right? I don't think it's important. I think the the market's over that. I just think that, you know, you wear comfortable. And there's some amazingly comfortable, really beautiful, you know, low-end shoes for a female, I guess, right? And a guy too, right? A good good set of shoes. I've got shoes that are, I'm going to be silly here, but they're like six or $700 shoes that are less comfortable than my $150 shoes. Um, and it matters what I'm doing and it matters who I'm with and it matters what my goal is of the meeting because even though you don't want to think it makes a difference, every uniform makes a difference. And that's really what you are is it's a uniform. Are you shooting gear that day, shooting camera? Are you sitting in a business meeting? 
don't underestimate that the person across the table is not looking at the pen you're carrying, not looking at the portfolio you're carrying, not looking at how your hair is cut, not looking at the watch you have on. I am telling you, three decades in this business of playing super high-end matchmaker for corporations, your costume matters. It doesn't make dumb people smart or people with low integrity have high integrity. However, in a close to even match, I will tell you that that it makes a difference, right or wrong. This is kind of an awkward topic of conversation, but because we have microphones in front of us, we kind of get, I get a pass at least. Uh, how much can people expect to enjoy their business trips? It's mindset. It really is. I mean, if you hate traveling, you just hate traveling, and that is what it is. But you've got to get that mindset of very little of business travel is under your control, right? You're at the beckoning call of the weather, the airlines, the decisions made by the airlines. TSA is severe these days. And so it always blows my mind when I see individuals who argue with the TSA agent or get mad at a, a flight attendant who's not getting them their Jack and Coke quick enough or get into a hotel and complain about something in the hotel other than noise at, you know, in the middle of the night. It just blows my mind. But those people in general, I believe, are just miserable anyway. And no matter if you were taking them on a first-class trip to heaven, they'd still complain <laughs> along the way that you know they got there too early. And what can I look forward to? Like, What are, sort of, what are the more uh, fun or exciting elements of traveling for work? So I'm going to share a quick story. One of my first trips in 1985, dating myself, I worked for Loral Fairchild, and I worked what was called on heads, heads up displays, HUDs they're called, inside fighter jets. And we were retrofitting uh, F-4s over in Eskashir, Turkey. So we flew in to Turkey, made our way past the Bedouins and the goats, and the, I mean, way out in the back end, right? So we flew into Ankara, which is the capital. And I'm there with a guy named Bob Waters. I still remember Bob, right? And he was like a technician. I was this young snotty-nosed recent grad. But Bob knew 10 times more than I did. So he was, you know, putting me on his hip. And <clears throat> we're, we're sitting out in the depot, and we're getting ready to climb into one of the F4s to retrofit it. I was the engineer. And I'm like, oh, man. Bob's like, you had too much Turkish coffee, didn't you? I'm like, yeah, dude, I got to take a crap so bad. And he's like, over there. And it was literally a board up and a hole in the ground and a little bucket of water to rinse your hand off in. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but I didn't find that out till I got on the other side of the board. <laughs> and I came back and Bob looks at me and he's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, didn't I? What a smirk on his face. You know, he was like a 30-something year veteran. And um, that was a less romantic experience traveling, mm -hmm. right? But of course, you know, you get to experience the food and the culture and the people, but it's all your mindset. I believe travel is all mindset because I used to be one of those miserable travelers that I get pissed at everything because I run everything else in my world so tight. But you've just got to give yourself up to the process at that point. And then there are some people who, like Gio who works for our firm. He absolutely will make sure he's packed minute to minute to see all the sightseeing things and the amazing things and all the places he goes for our company. You know, he goes Paris, London, Ireland. Um, Don't remind me. 
right? All those places, you know, you watch him travel. Uh-huh. So he, he's one of those people that really embraces it and it's important to him. Um, to me, it's just sort of getting a deal done, but I'm a foodie. So in Florence, we will absolutely eat from dawn till dusk. Great. Um, and do all the local stuff and make sure we hit that. And I am a little bit of a shopping diva. So we'll do some shopping. Oh, we're going shopping. Oh, 100%. Great. I'm going to shoot Joe shopping. That's amazing. <laughs> Why am I getting my suit now? We should wait. Joe should, Joe should pretty woman me in, in Florence. Take me shopping for my, my new wardrobe. Um, so we've covered packing and we've covered what to expect. We haven't talked about expensing anything. I'm not going to expense probably anything because I'm with you. But if, People are going on their own for business trips. What is and is not appropriate for that kind of stuff? Yeah, most organizations will um, have guidelines as to what you will be reimbursed for, not what you can spend, right? Those are two different things. So typically what's gone away in the last decade or so is alcohol's gone. It won't be reimbursed. Um, I'm sure legal had something to do with that. You have certain amount you can spend each day on meals, you know, check with your organization. If you're an organization like, you know, like TMG, um, we don't have guidelines. My guidelines, because we're a smaller company, we're under 20 people right now. It might change as we get bigger. But it's like, what would you spend if you were home? And that's how I check people's expense accounts. I mean, that's just my own policy is if you're out on the road, you're working for me 24 hours a day. Whether you like it or not, you're inconveniencing yourself. And don't spend 200 bucks on a dinner if I know when you're here, you spend 14. Just don't do that to me. Mm-hmm. Right? But, I, I, you know, it's guidelines in each organization. Uh, these days, it's very specific. So there are no miscommunications. Yeah, I was just talking to my, my boyfriend's parents because I'm going to New Orleans in a few days. And they were saying, oh, well, you went to New Orleans. I went on a business trip and I brought my wife. And I took her out to Commander's Palace and I expensed it. Are those days gone? Are you just not going to do those kinds of things anymore? It's really hard to do. Yeah. It's super hard to do. It depends, right? So I have startup companies that spend money way too freely, um, which they're really spending all the employees' money in a startup. And then I've got other clients that are, you know, Fortune Fives that there's no way to get the spouse on the expense account. Mm -hmm. Just because it's audited too tightly and justifiably so. What changed? Um, More oversight, more transparency, um, bad behavior. You know, typically what happens in any corporate setting is you have something less desirable that happens, and it happens in our government. And then what we do is we totally overreach and slam everything shut, Mm -hmm. right? And then it's just hard to have any sort of clawback on that. So I, I, I think in the old days, people just drank a little too much, honestly, and- I've seen it. I've done it myself. Fortunately, I've always worked for myself, so I've never <laughs> had to answer that question. But there are people who get just tilted on the company dime and trying to put a – I don't think anybody anybody stops at one beer when they're traveling with their butts, right? So the bar bill can get to 150 bucks, and you can't say that was dinner, right? So I, I just think that situations occurred, people abused, therefore there was a very heavy hand that came down on that. Yeah, I mean, you were saying earlier that it's important to remember what the point is of any any trip. To close a deal, mm-hmm. right? It's to gather information in order to close a deal, or it's actually the close itself, right? Or it's then servicing the client. Mm-hmm. Those are the three reasons. And if all your behavior is not mapped towards that, 
then I think it justifies some analysis or exploration. There are people who are professional travelers who make a nice living doing that. And I don't mean that like working for a travel agency. I'm like, there are salespeople who just sort of really enjoy traveling and have their job because of travel. And that's okay. That's for them. But when we go to Florence, that might be slightly different because you and I are working on one or two things that are a little outside of just closing the deal and servicing the client. Right. Yeah. Right. Some passion projects, I guess. Yeah. 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 So should I look forward to this? Should I be excited, Joe? You should be super excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> yeah. Not to make anyone else right. jealous, but I'm right. very excited. Right. R- Ryan's over there. Who's one of the other lead on the marketing team is just like. <laughs> Ryan needs a passport. Ryan you don't have a passport, Ryan? A passport. Uh, yeah. I have a passport. Just to, just to remind you, I you have You have two passports. I have two. Yeah. So I should be going twice as often because I have two passports. I like the map. <laughs> yeah. I'm good at that too. <laughs> Well, thanks, Joe, for yeah. preparing me. I'm looking forward to it, and maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a podcast from the road. We should, yeah, we It'd should. It'd be fun. Get some random Italian guy to come <laughs> in on it. Give us his, his opinions on things. Awesome. Well, I'm Joe Mullings. I'm Christina Kay. And you've been listening to On the Line. Have a great day. Bye.